Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Autism Stressless Podcast. Today, I want to talk about dealing with loss and grief. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to talk about this because in the last few months, we have been going through a lot of different things concerning Jaden. As um, those of you who are like friends and family and you're listening to this, you guys already know what has taken place and what is going on with Jaden and all of the changes that he's going through. Because of his changes, you know, we're going through our changes as well. But in November, I was having a lot of mental health issues because my focus wasn't on the right thing, right? So I took my focus off of the important things and it was just full force onto Jaden and what was I going to do to help him and I was like in all these different directions and you know trying to find um just like different therapies for him like we I had put him in music therapy and was homeschooling him and then um was referred to this wonderful kids place in um it, it was a behavioral center out in Solon Ohio and so I had taken him to his appointment there, hoping that we would have, you know, good things, like good reports and good, you know, connections from that. But it was so much for me to take on, even with help. Like I just felt I had no peace, right? No peace of mind. My emotions were all over the place. So saying all of that, uh, we have grandma and grandpa helping us take care of Jaden and they fully have like taken on all the responsibility to to make sure that he's okay you know taking him to his therapies and his appointments and things like that however with all of that being said I experienced grief right so you parents that have children with severe you know special needs autism or for those of you listening you know you you have children that are on the spectrum and, and things like that and they may have um extra effort needs however you may have gone through a loss before the diagnosis of your kid right you may have grief from you know the loss of a parent the loss of a spouse um the loss of a sibling you know grief doesn't mean that there's the death of a a family member or you know a sibling or, or things like that it can also mean the loss of a relationship you know, like someone moving away or no longer being in your life regularly. So that's the kind of grief that has been taking place in my life for these last few months. Um, you know, I'm able to see Jaden on occasion, but it has been extremely difficult as his mother um, to not have him here, right? To not ha- to not be doing all of those things that you do as a parent that cares for their child, you know? And with Jaden, it was like a constant thing. So it was like I'd get up in the morning early with him. He'd sit on the couch. He'd have a, you know, meltdown early in the morning. So I was like, okay, praying and adjusting and adapting and trying to help him in his mornings to where I'd be like, okay, you know, here are the choices for breakfast. Here are the choices for your activities of the day. This is what we're going to do. And then, you know, it's toileting and showering and Um, feeding and all these things that go into that right so I was experiencing a loss of this relationship that I have had in our life for the last you know 15 years trying to just do thing after thing after thing so I started to grieve right when he 
went to go be with grandma and papa. I, you know, and there's no right or wrong way to grieve, but I was very angry, very angry. And I experienced a lot of sadness and depression for months. And, you know, I still have some sadness at times, but my priorities have changed drastically. Um, You might be numb. You might not feel anything at all in your grief, whatever you're going through. But the way you grieve is also influenced by like your family. You know, how does your family understand grief and loss and how do they react, right? Because that that plays a part into it. Um, So I say, you know, this because when you experience a loss of relationship, like how we have experienced here in our home or, you know, the death of, you know, a family member. It takes so much work to get through that grief. And it's most important for you to not to do it alone. So like I said, I was angry for a few months, but I had people that were in my corner. And I thank God for these women of God that were placed in my life during this time. I mean, they were, you know, asking me to go out on outings and praying for us and our family and everything that was going on and sending us, you know, meals and um, gift cards. And it was just like, thank you, God, that you have put people in my life for such a time as this, because, you know, like I said, I was angry. I was sad. I was depressed. I was going through a lot of different things. Um, Sometimes you don't even expect those feelings to come out. Like I was, you know, I remember around Christmas time, Kevin and, and the boys, they were gone. I think they, they went, they went somewhere. I think it was to the stores or whatnot. It was around Christmas time. And this was the first Christmas that Jaden wasn't going to be home. You know, like we, we come from a blended family. So we always would share the boys like back and forth. But this was the first Christmas, the first Thanksgiving. So I was so heartbroken and so angry. And I remember being in the living room and I had some worship on, but I was angry and I screamed at the Lord on my knees. And in that moment, he came, you know, and I don't want it to sound like all crazy for those of you who are listening, but he did. The Lord showed up that day in my living room and I had a peace that surpasses all understanding for sure. And I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And then I worshiped and then I worshiped and then I worshiped some more and then I wrapped gifts and then I worshiped some more, you know, and at that moment, which was like a, like a little over a month that Jaden had been with his grandparents, like I, I was going through this transition and, um, I started to feel like the Lord broke into my heart, into my mind, and I just was connecting to God more intensely in the sense where I was like, I don't want nothing else but you, Lord. You know, like I just want all of the struggling, all of the the pain, all of the heartache, all of the loneliness, the depression, I want it to be gone, you know, and I remember the feeling of that experience and how, you know, if you stop feeling sadness or in the pain, it doesn't mean that you don't care, right, about your your family member that has passed or that, you know, for your child that may be in a residential facility or maybe with a family member, right? It doesn't mean that you don't care. You're allowed to move through, you know, in your life. And it's not a sign that you don't care for that person that you have lost. You know, you you just, at some point, you do have to work through it. 
you know, you have to work through it. And that, that was my way of working through it was like letting go of all of the anger and the sadness and the, and the depression and also talking to a psychotherapist um, helped me and it's helping me. You know, I'd be lying to you guys if, if I said I wasn't seeing a psychotherapist. I am. And it has helped me a great deal. And for all people who work in mental health, you know, you you have to seek out a therapist, you know, to get through all of the things that you're helping other people get through. But the, at this point in my life, it wasn't about other people. It was for the first time, it was about me getting the help that I needed to get me through my grief, which is helping me to express my grief, right? Because, you know, you have to, at some point, you express your grief in the ways that I was expressing myself was through worship, you know, through writing, because I do write a lot. And so it was writing letters to the people who have hurt me, you know, in this situation and throwing them out, right? It was writing a letter to Jaden, explaining to him how much I loved him, you know, and writing a song for him or creating, you know, like I've created a box full of like pictures of Jaden of the good times. And I have pictures of him smiling around the house, you know, because those are the good times that I remember when we had him home and I just want to hold on to those things and I hope that you guys can find that and hold on to the happy moments of your loved one you know like I said whether there it's a loss of relationship or if it's a death right you want to hold on to those happy moments and get through your grief work through it and express it in ways that will help you um and also if you if you're listening to this for a friend you know the only thing that I like I can say is that well I mean I guess there is a few things like the like I was saying earlier the best things that helped me through it from friends were you know friends listening to me cry listening to me talk about feeling helpless um asking me to go places with them you know to just kind of do something fun and experience you know like I went to the zoo with some friends and I was so grateful for that outing and I went to dinner with some friends and I was so like just grateful for all of those things you know um sharing memories good memories and um you know just like going through those kinds of things to help your friend that's experiencing you know the grief um there are a few books that have helped me um I'm going to have to look. Let me see. So there's like one of the books that has helped me a great deal, which is How to Carry What Can't Be Fixed. It's a journal for grief. So I had worked through that and that that was super helpful for me. Of course, I read something by C.S. Lewis on grief, which was very inspirational. Um, I love C.S. Lewis. And then um, I also, like I said, I engaged in worship a, a ton. You know, it was something that... Um, it's my way of life. It's my way of dealing, you know, with things. But there are stages of grief that, you know, I don't really want to get into because I'd be on this podcast forever. But, you know, you can look up Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and look up the stages of grief. You know, I I believe that there's um, stages of healthy grieving as well, right? Because you're not going to snap out of it when you're grieving. God will bring you to a new life, right? And Psalm 
7120, it says, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will bring, you will again bring me up. So there are some stages like the crisis stage can last two days to two weeks. There's the crucible stage that can last up to a year or two. And then there's a contentment stage that can help you through the loss and then leaving that loss in the past. It accepts the present, offers stability and accepts the future and um, a promising hope. And then there's unhealthy types of grief, like chronic grief that's really deep and sorrowful. And it can be resolved by facing the loss and grieving it. There's repressed grief that can be overcome by taking, you know, just specific tests, doing things that help you get through that. So one of the tests I'm talking about is the timeline test, which it kind of just, it's like getting a piece of paper, you draw a line representing your life, you divide the line into sections like childhood, adolescent, adulthood. And then you put the major events on each time period. You determine the unresolved hurts and losses that occur in those stages. You define the painful events you need to grieve. And you decide to generally grieve your losses. You diffuse the power of the losses by sharing them. And you deepen your dependence on the Lord to set you free emotionally. And it's important to go through those kinds of assessments and tests so that way you can bring all of that out of you you know you want to bring all of those things out of you so you can accept the reality of what you're going through and um you know you pray you like I said you recall all of the things that you know you have lost recall them write them down you know cry about them yell about them but you have to get it out right and you know like I'm not a a person who memorizes scripture um I do meditate on scripture, you know, so that way it just, it kind of just happens naturally where, you know, a scripture will pop up in in my mind. And, and so like, it is important to memorize scripture though. It is. So, you know, read the word, listen to the word on YouTube if you don't want to read, you know, but give thanks to God for all that he has taught you, all the people that he has put in your life. It's important. You know, it is important for you to do that, you know, live one day at a time, make sure God is first. Go to him first with all of your, you know, your questions. Make a list if you have to. Thank him for all that you have in your life. Praise him, praise him, praise him because he is awesome. And focus on the joy that you have in your life. Focus on helping others too, even though it is super hard, right? When you are going through a loss, when you're going through grief, when you're going through a death of somebody that you love so much, but try and help others once you are working through that grief and the anger has diminished and, you know, you're, you're just starting to live a, a little bit better each day. And I also want to leave you guys with um, some guidelines, you know, just um, a couple of guidelines to create a healthy support system. Um, so some of the guidelines that I have here are to, it's basically just getting through those things. It's to help support you, right? To help encouraging encourage you so cultivate the freedom to cry right expressing your emotions honestly and openly is super important those who sow in tears will reap with the songs of joy that's in psalm 126 verse 5 cultivate a plan for socializing getting out and being with other people um, on a regular basis let us not give up meeting together but let us encourage one another that's in hebrews 10 25 Um, Find somebody that you can trust. That's super important as well because two are better than one. Kevin Ollie says that to me. And release the the resentment that you may have, you know. And that that can be released through journaling, you know. And I I can attest to that because I write a lot. I journal a lot. 
and I worship and, and pray a lot, you know, so pray that the Lord will know your pain. And he really does know everything that you're going through. He feels all of the pain that you're going through. So I just pray that the Lord will set you free from all of these, um, you know, emotions that you may be experiencing during loss. You know, if your child, like I said, if your child is in a residential facility or with other family members or even in foster care, right? Or if you've experienced grief, you know, I'm asking for the Lord to be kind and compassionate to you and for him to put people in your life that you may need during this time. The stressless skill for the week is to develop a yearning for eternity. So one of the most helpful uh, truths that I had realized during this whole time of loss was that um, this is all temporary, you know? And so in that, you know, we live in this body here on earth and of course we have to make choices on a, a daily and, you know, we go through our hurts and all of that. But... We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. So that is one scripture that has gotten me through and still gets me through each day. You know, is seeing that scripture, I have it in our dining room. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. And so... You know, I extend my compassionate hand to you guys that are weighed down in the ditch of grief. And I pray that your broken hearts, your spirits may be lifted. You know, I know that you're going through a lot of painful emotions and um, anger, you know, all of these things. But I pray that, you know, during your grief and during your loss, that you find peace, you know, that you find that the Lord is a healer and he is a comforter and he knows exactly the pain that you're suffering. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.